It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and um, proud to be joined today. Uh, you're usually hearing from uh, uh, Coach Nikki Collin on a weekly basis on Tuesday, but today we get to hear from Tony Green, who uh, is a longtime assistant coach in college basketball and uh, was a key hire for Nikki and uh, Coach, uh, really uh, appreciate you being on with us, and um, especially after one of the most interesting stretches. Uh, you've coached for a long time, I think 27 years, 27, 28 years. Have you ever had a stretch where you had like a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, other than like a tournament-type setting? Have you ever had a regular season-type deal where you, where you <laughs> kind of went through the ringer like this? Well, Matt, honestly, no. In, in 28 years, I haven't. Uh, that's a, you are exactly right. It actually felt like we were in tournament time. It felt like we were in March uh, where we were playing so many games. But uh, it was a unique situation, and uh, we're at the point where our last game, well, it, upcoming last game is tomorrow. I believe we had four games in seven days, something like that, from Wednesday to Wednesday. And uh, it's a unique situation, but I'm so proud how um, our girls have responded and uh, to that situation. Yeah, Tony, I mean, it's like anything. The uh, you, you had all these fun things planned, family night, giveaways on uh, Friday for UT, and, and Mother Nature had other plans. Um, it had to be cool, though. Uh, Tony, you've coached at a lot of different levels over your career, uh, but, but to see the students come out like they did, even after, I guess, things had finally kind of started to thaw, on Friday, honestly, when you have a weather event, uh, it kind of threw Wednesday's game completely off uh, from a from a fan yep. standpoint. And but then to see those students kind of pour in there on uh, on Friday evening, that that had to be a sight for sore eyes, I would think. Oh, that was an awesome uh, experience. I'm telling you, the the students and the fans that came out really gave us the energy we needed to to put into beating uh, Texas. Um, at home that particular day. It gave us a lot of energy. Uh, you could just tell the difference in our girls' uh, body language, uh, that they really fed off that energy. And, and we need to – we're working hard to continue to have our students come out and, and, and be a part of our, our women's basketball program, and hopefully we can uh, keep that up. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun product. And, and you got, I mean, you know, probably arguably the best player in the country on your team – um, some great three-point shooters. Uh, that that's a lot of fun. Now, Tony, talking to Tony Green, the uh, uh, Baylor women's assistant coach, and uh, Tony, one of your, uh, from what I've read about you, part of your expertise over the years was working with guards. You really had a, a hand in the development of a lot of really good guards over the years. Um, this is an interesting team that you uh, arrived at with Waco with some. Some transfers coming in uh, that we're trying to figure out. I mean, a coaching change. You know, they 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 transferred to one regime and they end up with a different regime. What has that? Uh, but the guard play. You know, with uh, with with Sarah uh, Jordan. You know, Asbury can do a little bit of everything, but obviously she's known as a shooter and and had put up a lot of points. Both she and Jordan at their previous stops. What have you? Uh, what what stands out about this this group of uh, guards that you have? Well, I think that the first thing is uh, we have multiple really good ball handlers on the floor for the most part, uh, with Sarah and Jordan taking uh, the the lead on that. And that, that gives Nikki an opportunity to uh, strategically put people in certain spots to either start a play or 
to be the person that she wants to be involved on the back end of the play with having that versatility with whoever she wants to put at the point guard position. Uh, something that we love about all of our guards are, you know, they can really knock it down on any given day. You can they, They'll make four to five, six threes. Any one of them are capable of doing that, and you guys have witnessed that throughout the year. And we feel like we're at our best. You know, Nelissa Smith, uh, in my opinion, is the best player in the country. Uh, she should be the number one pick. I think we're at our best when Nelissa's going to always be Nelissa offensively. But when we have really good guard support uh, offensively with uh, just two of them, you know, being really productive, we're pretty hard to beat on that given day. And so uh, our guards have really been uh, shooting the ball really well. And we, we're, we've been putting a lot of emphasis on uh, different ways that we can uh, make sure that we keep that up. Uh, and, and also, they're just not shooters. They can get to the paint. Sarah Andrews, uh, Jordan, uh, you saw Jamie uh, against Texas. Like they can get to the paint and make uh, make plays for us. And so we're excited. Uh, I think this is probably the most talented guard group I've coached in my career. Uh, and um, I, I think that uh, you guys are going to continue to see them grow because they have a lot of responsibility in Nikki's offense. And the more comfortable they get. And playing with Nalissa, I think the better they're going to play. Yeah, I feel like Sarah, we see glimpses of, of why she was one of the top recruits in the country uh, coming, out of, uh, coming out of Irving MacArthur. I mean, it, it, uh, uh, she, you know, Sarah is just, like you say, she can penetrate when the game's on the line. You like seeing the ball in her hands in a lot of ways. And, uh, it, you know, it takes kind of a special person. I, I'm curious. Uh, you know, in that game against Texas uh, on Sunday, there you were uh-huh. in the first half, and, and it wasn't just the guards. It was sort of everybody turning the ball over. There's some careless passes that go on. It, it's got it's so interesting. You come out in the second half, and, I mean, it's like one or two turnovers the entire half as a coach. Right. <laughs> is it, sometimes you're just like, okay, can we do that for the whole game? Like, how do you, how do <laughs> right. you kind of get their attention in, to where they can play such a clean game in the second right. half when, when it looked like I know it had to be frustrating, some of those turnovers. And, again, the other team causes some of that. I get that. But, but part mm-hmm. of it is being strong with a basketball. What, what, do you, you know, what, do you, what happens when you see a team like that kind of clean things up and then play uh, you know, largely mistake-free basketball for a half? Mm-hmm. Well, well I, I think it was a combination of things uh, early on with us. Of course, I, I think our girls really wanted to come out and play well from the beginning. Uh, the second thing is what you mentioned earlier, like it's a unique situation. We're playing back-to-back, you know, within 48 hours, the, the same opponent. So Texas was really familiar with what we wanted to do, and it took us some time. I, I think we forced some things. We overdribbled a couple of times, and sometimes we were a little bit too timid, you know, coming off ball screens. And, and when you're timid against an aggressive team like Texas, you normally turn the ball over. So at halftime, I thought Nikki did a great job of challenging them to be tougher. She wanted them to be tougher, tougher handling the ball, tougher with their dribble, tougher uh, with boxing out, tougher with uh, playing off two feet once you once you get penetration to the lane. And, you know, our girls did an awesome job of embracing the challenge from their head coach, and we had a really good second half. We had a really good second half um, playing tougher, and, you know, we was fortunate enough to uh, beat uh, a really good Texas team in, at their at their house. Yeah, it was a great win, and um, I, I was kind of laughing. Talking to Tony Green, assistant coach for the uh, Baylor women on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, 
Tony, you never can predict how people are going to vote. And I know y'all don't sit around and, and spend too much time worrying about top 25 or whatever. But uh, I had to laugh at you get back-to-back wins over the number 13 team in a three-day span, and y'all move down. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait, right. what's, what's right. this about? Now, of course, maybe they held the Oklahoma thing. Uh, that, uh, that's uh, But, I mean, I, I would think, Tony, that's part of uh, uh, being a coach is uh, – uh, is you got to somehow get your student athletes to that's a gut wrenching loss against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Not only because it was the second right. one to them, but it kind of happened in similar fashion where you got you have a lead, things are looking good, and then it gets away from you late. Um, mm-hmm. What was the do you, do you kind of have to let them have the evening to stew about it, and then hey, the next day hey, we don't have time anymore to to, to sulk or think about that. How do you how do you kind of get them through the the mental part of of a of a really tough loss like that, which happened last Wednesday. You know, um, all credit goes to Nikki Collin. Uh, I thought, you know, that loss it, it hurt. There's no bones about it. It really hurt everybody from the coaching staff to the players. Uh, but you know, you you Nikki has shown this type of toughness all year. Uh, well, you know, she she replaced a Hall of Famer in Kim Mulkey and. You know, you, she has some people who really like her. She has some people who don't agree with her and don't like her and don't even know her, but she's a tough <laughs> person. And so she moves on. Like, Nikki doesn't waste a lot of time dwelling on negative stuff. And so the next day when we met as a staff, she said, it was Texas was my scout. She was like, she knew exactly what she wanted. She said, Tommy, I, I want to give them about four to five things that you think we need to be really good at to beat Texas. I want to focus on those four or five things. I don't want when I don't want to watch OU. We're not going to watch what we could have did better. We just need to focus on beating Texas, and so that's what we did. Like she shifted us right into Texas mode. We didn't have time to lick our wounds, and that's all credit to her. I thought she did a great job with that. And with that being said, we was fortunate enough that shows you what type of uh, leader we have. Our program, we could lose a heart wrenching game mm-hmm. at, at home a game that we led for 35 minutes and then put ourselves back together quickly. And in 48 hours, we beat uh, the number uh, 13 team in the country twice. And one time at home, one time at their place. So, you know, uh, this is a credit to our head coach. Yeah, it's uh, – it, 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 Tony, uh, I know you seem like a pretty humble guy, but a credit to you as well. Talking to Tony Green, assistant coach for uh, Baylor, as you uh, said, you were uh, – you had the responsibility of the uh, of the scout uh, on on UT on a Schaefer team like that that uh, obviously has had some success um, this year and was really starting to turn it around. In fact, I think it was a uh, a big loss against Baylor last year where they got waxed that that they sort of credit as as being a real turning point uh, for them and, and you know how they mm-hmm. defended and all of that. What were what were top? You don't have to share the entire scout with us, but what were the one or two things? that really stood out to you in, in the points you tried to drive home with the team, here's what we need to do and key in, uh, key on against this Texas team? You know, um, I, I've actually coached against Vic when I was in the SEC at Ole Miss. And his team, everybody, they have a very good defensive team. But when the effect of their defense, you, to me, the, the strong part, uh, the, the the strong point of their defense is this. It's not the the physical pressure. I think it's the mental 
the mental effect that it has on teams, meaning they, they, they wear you down physically, but mentally they wear you down to where you lose focus, you stop executing, you give in to your spacing on offense, you give in to making strong passes, you get frustrated because they're bumping you, fouling you sometimes at no cause, and you lose your, your ability to focus and execute. So the key that I gave to Nikki is that I felt like we had to be mentally tough to play through that because pressure teams, they just need three minutes of you being mentally weak to make a big run on you, two or three yeah. minutes, you know, five or six possessions to where you're not executing, you're not scoring, you're giving in, you, you're focusing on being tired, you're focusing on being fatigued, and they take advantage of it. And so I felt like the key was we had to be mentally tough against them when we got a little tired and still execute offensively and, and still execute defensively. And I believe our girls did that. I think we weathered the storm in the first – we had a terrible second quarter, I want to say, at Texas. But we weathered the storm. And, and, and we, re-challenged, we re-challenged our girls at halftime. And that's what we did differently. We were more mentally tougher in the, in the third and fourth quarter at Texas than we were in the, in the first two quarters. Um, and so I, I feel like that's the biggest thing when it comes down to beating Texas. You can't be mentally weak and give in to uh, uh, their ball pressure, their physical play, and then you're, you're, you're not focusing on doing your job and, and doing your job well. Yeah, that uh, that seems like. Now, do you miss? Um, I'm sure for a lot of years you would put on the uh, the coat and tie or the tie on the on the sideline, uh, Tony. I noticed Schaefer. Most people have gone to what y'all do, the pullover look. I know the Baylor men have too. Do you ever miss the tie, or do you not really miss it at all? Listen, I don't miss it at all. You know, but, you know, I think my wife misses it more than I do because uh, uh, she likes seeing me dress up. But uh-huh. I, I don't miss it. I, I, I will tell you one thing. I'm looking in my closet when I get, get up in the morning. I have like 30 or 40 suits that I just don't wear anymore. And I don't know, you know, I, 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 I don't know when I'm going to use them again. But I'm happy. Trust me, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, it's a more the the COVID brought about a lot of bad things, the pandemic, uh, obviously. But uh, for coaches, I mean, you even see uh, Jay Wright at Villanova. I mean, the man of Armani suits uh, right, going right. with a pullover look now, going with a more relaxed yep. look. And uh, and I think everybody's uh, actually enjoyed it. Although I, have, I get a kick out of watching the Baylor men. It's like 27 staffers. In the same pullover, right. you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a funny. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Nikki really likes it too because she has happy feet on the sideline. She gets pretty <laughs> excited, so she's not in heels, so she can move a little bit better in the, in those tennis shoes. So I, I think she's enjoying it as well. Yeah, you might uh, recall that the former coach at BU did like to wear some heels. So, uh, but yeah, I like that. I like to see Nikki works that sideline pretty aggressively. Uh, but it's been fun. Next time we talk, Tony, let's uh, let's visit. Uh, I'm fascinated by your career uh, at Langston there, and then where you started your playing career. Well, actually, your second stop. I was looking at it, East Central uh, in Oklahoma. My uh, one of my buddies who played football for the uh, the Cowboys, played center for the Cowboys, is now the head football coach there. A guy named Al Johnson. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> it's kind of fun to yeah. see all that history. And boy, you bunkered. You just decided. It, most coaches have this very nomadic place to place to place before they, you know, maybe whatever where they end up. And mm-hmm. you, uh, 
you you just decided you liked it there at Langston and stayed there for what 14 15 years that's uh that that's really interesting to me that uh and, and you know, probably it don't it, you, there was probably a time Tony you thought well I may never leave here did, did were you thinking that at one point uh yeah yeah I, I had a couple of offers to leave Langston but yeah. I really enjoy working for my head coach there actually yeah. she's my best friend uh, she's actually the athletic director now at Langston. Okay. But you know what? She's a she's she's a really good friend of mine, and she she's the reason why I left because she got the head job at Grambling, and of course I went with her. They offered me the head job at Langston, but I, I did have dreams of uh, coaching on the Division One level, so I decided to go with her. Uh, but she always told me that I needed to leave her. She she always pushed. She told me that you know I was she she had a lot of confidence in me. And she said, you know, that I was very talented and she always wanted me to. She felt like I could coach at the highest level in college and she always pushed me to to look for opportunities. And it ended up happening uh, when I was at Grambling. And um, I've been very blessed to have really good uh, work up under really good head coaches that I enjoy working up under. And, and you know, so, no, I, I, I really enjoyed Her name is Donita, Donita Rogers. I, uh-huh. I really enjoyed working for her. Um, and, you know, she actually came to the game. We played OU at OU. But, you know, my career has been it, – it was – I was in the same place a little while, and then God just started blessing me with other opportunities. You know, once I, it seemed like once I got to the Division One level, other people started noticing some things that I was doing, whether it was recruiting-wise or coaching-wise, and I, I, I started receiving phone calls, and now, I, you know, I just tried to – do the right thing by by God and my family with making the decision on where I want to be. And I'm so awesome. I know it was meant for me to be here at Baylor, and uh, I'm loving every second of it. I'm 55 minutes away from my parents, and things have been going great here. Oh, man, that's cool. What uh, town are your parents in? Uh, my mom uh, and dad lives in in, in uh, they right out in Dallas. They both live in Dallas. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Right on the suburbs of Dallas, yes. So I'm like 55 minutes away from them, and it's been awesome. Yeah, I wondered why you were recruiting so much in Dallas. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Dallas and Oklahoma, I have a lot of ties. Uh, you know, some of my friends are coaching high school yeah. basketball that I, I went to high school with or elementary with. They're, they're coaching yeah. in that area or have AAU teams. And, uh, yeah, I have really strong ties in Oklahoma, Texas. Well, I've bounced around a little bit. I got ties everywhere, yeah. but really, really strong ties in wow. Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, um, and then Kansas area. My first uh, job in uh, uh, journalism uh, as a writer was covering those state title, that dynasty, the Mansfield Lady Tigers, Samantha Morrow's, uh, and I think Samantha oh, yeah. ended up coaching at UTA. So I got a real good. Uh, lesson in uh, in women's basketball, girls basketball, really early, and and came to uh, appreciate it. Some of those players I still think about: Aaron Grant, who went on to play at Texas Tech as Texas a point Tech, guard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those were uh, those were great players that came out of there. And uh, and Samantha did uh, Sam did such a great job with them. But uh, well, listen, I uh, it's fun to get to visit with you, and uh, appreciate this opportunity, and hope to hope to do it again and uh, continued success as y'all continue to run this gauntlet, whatever. It it is like you know four or five games and four games in eight days i think we're calling it or whatever it's a it, there's a lot a lot of games but uh, uh uh continued success coach thank you so much matt thank you for having me on you bet there he goes tony green 
uh, the uh, uh, assistant coach, Baylor women's basketball. Great to have him. And uh, it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. We look into the portal. Who's in the portal? Has anybody come out of the portal today? That is next. 